took himself off to the SFX weekend. With I, I, I tried to take you all with me, but none of you could come. Yes, no. uh, this was most unfortunate. I'd have loved to have come, but mm. having just moved into a new flat, I had rather a lot of unpacking to do, which is the boringest thing in the world ever. <laughs> Mine's uh, not much more interesting. I couldn't afford it, so, you know. Yeah. But anyway, we sent Pete. Start saving for next year. Well, yes, okay. I have heard of it, though. I am a subscriber to SFX, so uh, they push it very heavily in their uh, mm. magazines. But this is the first time anyone I've known has ever been. How was it? It was really good, overall. I mean, good enough that uh, I've, I've already decided to go back next year, if I possibly can. Uh, it did get off to a shaky start, I have to admit. Uh, this was my first experience of the SFX Weekender as well, and it was really my first... Uh, my first big genre convention. I've been to Fantasy Con in the past, but that's almost exclusively literary, so it's authors, it's readers, I've and it's quite to... small scale. Mm-hmm. I've been to some bigger ones. I've been to some of the Collectomania ones, which are quite big, ah, and they're yeah. certainly the Manchester one, which you're talking, you're talking thousands of people. Yeah. So, yeah, it's um, it's an interesting atmosphere. Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I've never been to one of the Collectomanias. A lot of the people I met this past weekend have been, and were making sort of favourable comparisons. Uh, no, this was huge. This was four thousand people uh, descending on pontins in Prestatyn on I the North Wales coast. It was so big. It's the biggest that they've ever done. When they started, uh, this is only the third that they've done. When they started three years ago, I think it was a little less than half the size, and it's just grown exponentially mm. every year. But uh, now this was a capacity crowd, and I don't think they could have squeezed any more people into the, into pontins if they'd tried. Is that where some of the problems came from, the sheer number of people that they weren't necessarily uh, expecting? Although it's a ticketed event, so... it's Well, it's a ticketless ticketed event, that's the thing. That makes sense. It's, it's all virtual tickets, it's done via email, um, so you make a booking on their website and then you go onto a list. Okay. Uh, there were some problems, and in the interest of full disclosure and fairness, the organisers, I think, have already admitted that there were problems. Not all of them were the organisers' fault, it had to be said. The event ran from Thursday night to Saturday night. Um, on Friday morning, so the first full day of the convention, there was a train derailment outside London which threw a massive spanner in the works. It meant that some of the headline guests who'd been booked to appear simply couldn't make it or were held up. Anthony Stewart Head from Merlin and from Buffy was due to appear and couldn't come. Uh, Sophie Aldred was, I think, Three, four, maybe five hours late, um, and so missed basically all of the panels that she was scheduled to appear on, and was just there to sign autographs. And then the, they put the poor girl back on a train home again. Um, it played havoc with the autograph signings, with the schedule as a whole. Uh, that said, there were some big problems the Thursday night and the Friday uh, that could have been avoided. Four thousand people, near as damn it, descending 
within within two or three hours to check into their accommodation meant that there was a queue over two hours long that wound out onto the street and it was below freezing and people Ooh. just stood for hours and there, there was one card reader to because you had to pay a deposit for your room when you checked in there was one card reader to process 4,000 people oh, no. it, was, it was crazy um, we got there really early and we waited uh, 45 minutes I think to check in we thought that was long but as we left they, they'd queued out of the building and over the streets and it was, it was insane in fact on the Saturday night my cousins and I spent uh, over an hour in the queue for fish and chips <laughs> just because we wanted something hot. But I took the opportunity to speak to a few other people in the queue, <laughs> discuss some of these problems and see if they were par for the course or if this was just an anomaly, yeah, a glitch in the system. Uh, so here's what they had to say. Some people queued for an hour and a half to check in. Others queued for I don't know how long to get signatures. We've been in the queue for the fish, fish and chips for about an hour now. We've been making friends. <laughs> Lifelong bonds have been formed. <laughs> in fact, there have been births and marriages. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Ice ages have come and gone. We've, we've just got the announcement that there is one fish left. Nobody actually wants it. <laughs> Having seen it. <laughs> it has been in there a while. Um, I'm, I'm told we're also down to one chicken nugget. Is that correct? There is one chicken nugget, okay. I can confirm. And no peas. And no peas. Oh, and no, and no peas. peas. But chips, we hope. Okay. <laughs> the jury is still out We've on the We've got chips. potatoes back at ours, but the oven's so slow. The oven doesn't work ah, very well. Right, okay. What I was going to say, party. You? We just <laughs> Eight, four, nine. <laughs> I don't believe it. So, party in eight, four, nine when we're done. Then. <laughs> so, how, how have you guys been enjoying the SFX Q sensation so far this weekend? It's the thrill of the journey, it really is. <laughs> The very slow moving day. It's, honestly, it's the best it's experience I've ever had. Is this your first SFX weekend? Or <laughs> 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 third. Third. Because this is my first. So, how does this compare to previous years? <laughs> we the didn't. first one was brilliant. Yeah. If you were, yeah, it was really good because it was just but it was fresh like and kind of, of size, warm, like, I think. Yeah, yeah. Last year was a bit more busy, but in a small venue. Because right. last year was Canberra Sands, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah the first two years were Canberra Sands. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Frighteningly, this is a better venue and the chalets are nicer. Really? Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 I, I haven't said anything about the accommodation yet for the podcast. Oh. It's, the link on the website linked to pictures of sun-drenched little sort of Swiss-style Swiss yeah, cottages. that's not here. No. no, it's not, is it? No. Very much Heidi high. The, the couch is from Ikea. I think it's been recently done up. I mean, that's the kind of standards you get. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But, but it's a roof over your head. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Microwave that doesn't work. No TV remote. But we have a TV. We do have I keep showing Jurassic Park, but that's fine. <laughs> can, can you ever have too much Jurassic Park? Well, this time, I think, yeah, yeah. Oh. And, oh, yeah. 
Yeah, last year was okay, but it was it was sort of a bit messed up on the signing. Yeah, yeah. this year there's been a lot more like flaws, I think, with the coming on Thursday night with right. the queue. Two hours queue. That that was we we missed the worst of that. That was that yeah. little mental. Yeah. And then like the time slot tickets because we got out of the queue at seven o'clock. We got our tickets and they stopped giving out the time slot tickets at seven o'clock. And it was yeah. three minutes past and they wouldn't let us have them. Oh, and then but when that we, fell apart anyway. Yeah. yeah. Because there, there, there have the been a lot thing, of complaints yeah. actually about the way that the signing has been handled this year. So. They never got it. They have never got it right. Honestly, right. the what, first what was the year. Last year? Um, well, I think last the, year. The, you know, you're right. The first year, because VIPs got to go to the front. We were VIPs, so you got to go to the front, and there wasn't that many VIPs. So they did the same thing last year. But I think like half the people who came were VIPs, so you were right. still queuing for like. An error, an yeah, error and, and I, I didn't get managed to get anyone because yeah. Craig Charles was like two hours late last year, and a lot of people were waiting for him. Yeah. And it was like, well, there's no point, I'm not gonna get there. Yeah. So he kind of gave up this year. I was like, I just can't bother anymore. I think I, I did queue three times to get Sophie Aldred's signature this year. I, I did finally get it, yeah. but uh, there's an awful lot of waiting, yeah, yeah. yeah there really yeah. is. And nobody seemed to quite know if it was an open session or a VIP session. Or yeah, that was really confusing. And, and like they kept saying that they were going to update signs and all that, but I never saw anything yeah. updated. So unless you were there when they were making announcements on stage or you saw it on Twitter, you didn't yeah. really know what was yeah. going on. Like, yeah. so. They've never seemed to have quite got it worked out well yet. Maybe next year. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, optimistic. yeah, and you're kind of a little bit... It really annoys you to start with. And I think for the first hour, I was a little bit like, I'm going to... Fume, and then you see your first panel, and it kind of just get yeah. thrown into it a little bit. Like, 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 like queuing for an hour and ten minutes. For the fish, fish. Yeah. <laughs> and yet yeah. being recorded at the same oh, time. Well, absolutely. <laughs> Doing my best to lift the mood. So. Yeah. Can, can you tell me your names and where you've come from? I'm Amy from London. <laughs> I'm Rosie from Dublin. Oh, okay. I'm Peter from Cardiff, by the way. So hello. Oh, to you. you didn't come too far then. Not too far. No, no. <laughs> yeah. It's been. It's been. Four hour trip up, so fairly oh, easy. Oh, they're about. Oh, wow, that's actually quite long. Because you can't, you can't come right through the middle of Wales, you've got to go out and up and then oh, back in because oh. of the mountains. So. Uh, that makes sense. Okay. You yes. don't want to go through the mountains, is that what you're saying? Oh, no. <laughs> have, have, you, have you seen that episode of Torchwood? Yes, yeah, yes, very much so. Good point. Good point. <laughs> Although right now, cannibalism doesn't look too bad, I'll be honest. It, I, <laughs> having seen the expressions on people's faces in the back of the queue, it might come to that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they haven't told us what's in the pies, have they? No, it's a good point. Where is Tony Head? <laughs> Peter F. Hamilton disappeared in the middle of the afternoon. I haven't seen him since. It's interesting that they... Because it was on-site accommodation, wasn't it? It was, yes. Because that's was... an interesting fact, because I don't think, of the other sort of similar events I've heard of, and certainly the ones I've been to, mm. um, they recommend places nearby that you might want to go to. And it certainly when you've got that number of people, that makes quite a interesting yeah. thing to organise. On, on paper, it's, it makes an awful lot of sense. It's terrific. I mean, Pontins, mm. for those of you who don't know, is a, a holiday camp basically dating from the, from the 50s and 60s. Think In, Delta and the Bannermen. Delta and the Bannermen, exactly. In fact... <laughs> um, comparisons were made several times over the weekend I, if, if I ever get my hands on a TARDIS I never have to visit Soviet Russia <laughs> because I've already been there it is Pontins, North Wales 
these it, it looks like a council estate <laughs> it's terrible oh it's absolutely awful it's it, you go to pontins expecting it to be cheap and cheerful but these were sort of low rise concrete blocks um bearing in mind that it was below freezing it was north wales in february it was a bit desultory a bit <laughs> gray and a bit grim um it was it was basic it was fine a lot of the accommodations seemed to be quite dirty um, it was freezing because there's no central heating. Uh, there wasn't enough sort of kitchen utensils and things to go around. You could have the, the oven on because they're self-catering units. You could either have the oven on or the hot water, but never both at the same time because <laughs> there was a switch that let you flip between one or the other. Um, but that's fine. If, if you're just sleeping there overnight, it's not a big deal particularly. Uh, we spent an awful lot of our time in the main convention centre. Mm. I think that's the idea of these things. Were there any evening events as well? Cause that's... Yes, uh, it went through till two o'clock every morning. There were late night horror film screenings, there were discos, there was a cabaret act, the bars were open late. Mm. So yeah, there, there, was enough to, there was enough to keep you busy. Who did you go with? I ended up going with my three cousins, uh, who are all sci-fi and fantasy fans, so I went with uh, Doug, with Philip and with Jen, and with Chris Teague, uh, who's from the South Wales area and is... Uh, editor-in-chief of Pendragon Press. Uh, we've reviewed one of their books on the blog before, I think. So, yeah, a good time was had by all. Good. So, obviously, things uh, picked up from the uh, shaky start. Uh, yes, I, I seem to spend most of Thursday night and Friday morning standing in queues that didn't go anywhere for things that didn't happen. Uh, I had a signing pass because I really wanted to get Sylvester McCauley and Sophie Aldred's autographs mm. and just meet them and have a chat. They'd given us a sort of timed ticketing system for uh, for getting autographs. So each star would sign autographs for a couple of hours every day. And the theory was that the organisers would give you a ticket and say, right, with between 11 and 11.15, that's when you join the queue. Mm-hmm. So it sort of keeps the queues manageable and it keeps everything moving. Yeah, they do a similar thing at the Collectomania. It, ah, right. it, 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 well, it's worked on the ones I've been to. Mm. I've always got to see everyone. Didn't work here. Okay. The entire system. Now, admittedly, the um, the train derailment didn't help, but I wasn't aware of the fact that nearly all of the time tickets had been for Friday had been given out on Thursday night. You know, at no point had I been told that they were giving things out in advance. I thought you had to turn up on Friday morning. Um, and then when the schedule started shifting with all the guests disappearing, the whole lot just descended yeah. into chaos you had to pay extra to get a signing pass which was a wristband that went around your wrist mm. nobody checked them um, the queues were just basically open to anyone who wanted to join so that was a bit annoying mm. um, I think they're amending that for next year though yeah. um, but it took an awful lot of queuing and an awful lot of patience but I did get to meet Sophie Aldred for the first time which is mm. fantastic because she's my absolute favourite Doctor Who companion and I had so, yeah. I had such a crush on her <laughs> when I was a boy. Uh, I didn't, I didn't tell her that. Um, She's probably I, glad of that. And I met. Uh, I'm sure she gets it quite a lot. Yeah, I'm sure she does actually. And I met Sylvester McCoy uh, for the second time, and he was fantastic. Really? He signed my copy of uh, Human Nature. Oh, excellent. Uh, which I've taken along to, to try and get Paul Cornell's signature as well. And he was there, but I, I didn't get to see him. I saw him from a distance mm. through the crowd a couple of times, but. Uh, but there we go. So I I I, I count myself satisfied. Yeah. I, I I just um, watched Human Nature as part of my watching through uh, Doctor Who from Rose onwards with uh, with my wife, 
And I didn't, didn't realise you guys were, were doing the whole. Yeah, we're doing doing uh, doing the whole thing, and we just uh, just watched Blink actually. So it's ah. after having stalled for a bit because I uh, didn't particularly wasn't particularly motivated to rewatch. Um, 42 have now got into a good run of episodes again. So there, there was a weeping steam. angel at the convention lurking in the corner. Oh, uh, <laughs> did you blink? <laughs> I did, I must yeah. admit. I turned my back on it several times, but but it was always in the same place when I went past. So, <laughs> good. Adornment for you. So, who else was there? Who else did you see? Were you, did you go to any of the panels? Or? Uh, I, went, I went to an awful lot of the panels. The panels were the real strength. Um, and after the confusion and mm. the frustrations of Thursday night and Friday morning, uh, the panels just got better and better and better. And Friday afternoon and the whole of Saturday was an absolutely triumphant effort. And I, I extend my thanks to the organisers for putting such a good convention together. Um, Brian Blessed was the main guest of honour. And of course, yes. his Q&A session is already on the blog for oh, people yes. to download yes. he, he was he was a real triumph I wasn't expecting to like him as much as I did um, he wasn't the person I was looking forward to the most but he was great mm. um, Sylvester McCoy was there of course with, yeah. being interviewed by Ben Aronovich Sophie, oh, Aldred, Sophie Aldred was supposed to be on stage but was held up by the yeah. train yeah. Um, that panel went a bit wrong as well because Ben Aronovich who yeah, Doctor Who fans will know wrote some of the best Sylvester McCoy Stories um, like Remembrance of the Daleks, yeah. and Battlefield, left his questions at home and couldn't remember. <laughs> couldn't remember what he was supposed to be asking. So after about five minutes, he dried up completely. But Sylvester McCoy, one of nature's showmen, <laughs> uh, just took a mic, jumped down off the stage—not literally jumped down off the stage—sprang nimbly <laughs> down the steps from the stage uh, and just wandered amongst the audience um, and went person to person and said, "Put your hands up if you have a question." And just regaled us with anecdotes and tales and a couple of quite dirty jokes, um, and was absolutely fantastic. And didn't stop because he uses he uses a stick to walk quite often mm. now. Um, but it wasn't in evidence at his Q and A, and he didn't stop moving for the entire fifty minutes. <laughs> he talked a little bit in passing about the Hobbit because I, uh, I can yeah. see the question hovering on Caleb. <laughs> he wasn't allowed to tell us very much at all. Of course, mm. he's been over there. He's filmed an awful lot of scenes already. Um, he's going back very soon to mm. film some more. Um, he had very good things to say about the filming process. But I'm not going to say too much now because we have the whole thing on audio, on audio. That's going to be available to download on the blog very soon. Excellent. He's done these conventions quite a bit, I think, Sylvester McCoy. He has, he, yeah. he does these, along with Anthony Stewart Head, although I know he didn't make yeah. this one, uh, are regulars on the circuit. Mm. of. Um, I think Sylvester McCoy was one of the kleptomanias I've been to. And I've met Anthony Stewart Head mm. at a kleptomania oh, as well. Uh, they're ones that seem to always enjoy signing up to these things. So it's probably got some practice yeah. in the, the panels. The panels are always good because they're almost... The most time effective way to see more people. Yes. Because the panels it. usually contain more than one person. Oh, completely. Yeah. Um, trains allowing. Yeah. Um, Alex Kingston had originally been scheduled to appear, but mm. uh, work commitments here in Cardiff, because uh, she's filming a new series of Upstairs, Downstairs, meant that she wasn't able to make it. But they'd let us know that a few days in advance. Um, and they got a fantastic last-minute substitute because they booked Colin Baker. So we got, oh, yes. we got two doctors for the price of one. I've never seen, uh, well, I have seen Colin Baker once on stage, but I never actually heard him mm. speak in person. And he was, presidential is the word, he was quite lordly, he was, he was really, really interesting. <laughs> uh, 
um, and didn't speak too much about Doctor Who. He talked about his other projects, which was really interesting because mm. that's not a topic that gets discussed an awful lot in fan circles. Yeah. But again, we have that on audio. That's the gonna, it's Colin gonna, Baker. The Colin Baker ketchup beer pong. <laughs> it's going to be available to download soon, so I'm not going to go too much into that. Eve Miles as well was a, an absolute revelation. I was expecting her to be quite personable and quite chatty, which she was, uh, but I wasn't expecting her to hold such a big audience so well for so long. Um, she was a marvel, she really was. Well, uh, you've still got all the audio files, uh, apart, yep. uh, apart from the Brian Blessed one, which is up, but I'm looking forward to listening to them all. They're all a treat, they're all fantastic. So, so the other big thing this weekend was, you were saying, was the cosplay event, which is the first time they've done this. Yes, apparently an awful lot of people have turned up to previous SFX weekenders in cosplay. People do that just, to any convention. Uh, but they've never done it to... Cause again, the only convention I've really been to has been the Fantasy Con. Uh, because they that's literary. They, they, people don't really dress up. Most of the time, most geeks don't need much of an excuse to, <laughs> no, to dress up. That's true. Um, I haven't personally, but I did go with a group of friends who, um, who here in Cardiff, the group, um, did the Torchwood group. They all dressed up. As various, oh, right. oh, well, as all the members mm. of the uh, Torchwood group. And there are photos of you in a Pokemon costume floating around. Oh yes, Facebook, that was it? a party. But yes, okay. I, so I have done. <laughs> I have dressed up before, just mm. not for a, um, a collector mania as such. You, you, but, you uh, can see me in bow tie and um, uh, yes. a jacket on on the blog from the Doctor Who party, yes. eating fish custards. Well, no you, less. You, you were in a, a bow tie and a jacket at my wedding before Matt Smith was even the Doctor. Yes, so this, is, this is true. Um, I have pro- prophetic dress. I, 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 I have been wearing a bow tie. Since before Matt Smith got there, for, yeah. Um, Most of my costumes tend to be Harry Potter related, usually. Mm-hmm. But yes, I have done Misty from Pokemon as well. But uh, I, al- I also had the leather jacket uh, before um, Christopher Chris. Eccleston uh, started as the Doctor. So I've even worn the two together. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> you should. Do, we should do a melange of all. <laughs> That'd be fascinating. So, what sort of cosplay was there? What? Uh, there was all sorts, everything you can imagine really. There, there was a group called Galactic Knights who were professional costumiers but who spe- specialise in sci-fi and, and geek, um, basically movie costumes. So they, were, they had Darth Vader, they had various Imperial Stormtroopers, clone troopers there. They're always there. They're always I there. wonder if they go to every one. But they were great. Uh, they, they had they had a, a basically a stand-up comedian in the Darth Vader costume. He was walking oh. around making "Is it because I's black" jokes <laughs> to, ent- to entertain the queues. So he, he was he was particularly fun. Oh, that's good because I've only ever seen the stormtroopers. They're just there walking around looking like stormtroopers. Uh, yes. but there's never been these sort of the added ones. No, the, you had the whole range of, of, and you had Tie Fighter pilots and things. And, Mm. Um, let me see what else the, there were a whole range of Daleks as well who seem to be multiplying <laughs> um, I don't know how, how do there's how a Dalek multiply. Yeah, <laughs> there must have been something because we started with one on the Thursday night and that it was your, your standard gold Russell T Davis mm. era Dalek um, and if you ever, if the Daleks ever do invade um, we, we found their weakness and that is uh, deep shag pile carpet because <laughs> the they really can't get very far. <laughs> <on that>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hide, hide in a pub with a nice thick deep, um, deep shag carpet, and uh, you'll, you'll be fine. <laughs> they'll, they'll never get you. Uh, but they they started to multiply um, as the weekend went on, and we ended up with 
a handful of gold Russell T. Davis era Daleks and then uh, one from uh, Death to the Daleks. We mm-hmm. had a Peter Cushing movie one. We had a Genesis Were there Dalek. any new series for the no, new Dalek a paradigm? Few, a few people were, were commenting on, on the distinct lack of Teletubby <laughs> Daleks. Nobody seems to be making those. I wonder why. <laughs> but they were fantastic. So it's standing next to a Dalek at the bar as it's ordering a drink. Mm. With with the ring modulator voice and asking for an extra long straw <laughs> was uh, was was fascinating experience. Nobody went with the Cybermen, which which surprised me because I thought that would be a, sort of the sort of costume you could do your do yourself at home yeah. quite uh, handily, especially the Tenth Planet variation. Mm. Um, but we had a couple of princess layers. We had inevitably again, again, yeah. yeah, again, not, no, not, not the slave layers though. A new, um, a new, a new hope, hope with the white, with white, with yeah, white dress, yeah, which, which, I, which I've always preferred, frankly, yeah. because the slave layer thing is hot, is yeah. overdone, really. Yes, um, and cold yeah. if you're impressed at it in one way. Absolutely. Just to yeah. say. Was there any? Because there's always a theme. With, there's a lot of tends to be a lot of anime cosplay. Not. A so, huge amount of anime. Anime was quite underrepresented at the weekend. Because they do, there is, it, it is in the SFX magazine. It, there is, a, it is a, it it's is. not a fairly big part, but it is definitely covered. Uh, apparently, they have had an anime thread uh, in previous SFX weekenders. Um, it wasn't there this year because uh, they're another group that like turning up in mm, in costume. There were one or two. The steampunk fraternity were out in force. Oh yeah, uh, and they ranged from the. You know, paint it brown and stick a fob watch on it. School of costume making to some really elaborate uh, <laughs> bits and pieces, and you're, you're going to hear an interview with uh, uh, with one of those in a, I, in a moment. I do, I do like a good bit of steampunk. Yeah, there, there were some really imaginative people, uh, some really imaginative mm. costumes there. The biggest surprise was the Doctor Who cosplay. The the sheer number of female doctors. Um, good, good. In evidence, they, good. they they outnumbered the male doctors uh, by a ratio of about two to one. I would say. Mm, interesting. I did the rounds on the Saturday night, which was the night of the official cosplay competition. Uh, mm-hmm. Not everyone entered; some people just turned up for the sheer fun of it. Like uh, you. Yes, I wasn't. I wasn't there in costume though. Yeah. I, I, was, I was dressed. Oh, as I a, see. Oh, right. Okay. I was so there as were a there were others dressed in costume that weren't in part of the. Yeah. Ah, right. I see. Okay. Quite a few people were generous enough to spend some time talking to me and explain their costumes. Uh, you'll be able to find a gallery of the people I spoke to on the blog. But meanwhile, here they are in their own words. One of the big components of the SFX Weekend is obviously the cosplay, and I've been thoroughly impressed by the number of female Doctor Who's that have been doing the rounds, and I, I, I have just found a whole bunch of them together in the corner by the signing area. Uh, so, ladies, you're all looking fantastic. I mean, these are seriously good costumes. Um, you've all come as female Doctors. And what, what's, what's the thinking behind it? Why the Doctor in particular? Um, oh, well, I think it's originally sort of Terry's idea. Oh, okay. Yeah, I came up with it originally. I saw a photo that was being passed around Twitter of um, a picture that someone had designed of the female doctors and saw it and wondered if I could put together enough people to pull it off. So I put some peelers out to friends I've met at SFX before and before I knew it, we'd actually managed to get ten 
of the 11 doctors. Uh, we were just missing number six, who, as you said, we found yeah. here today. The alcoholic maker is also present. Yeah, absolutely. We found her here today, and so um, we nabbed her and dragged her over to us some photos. Terrific. And how did you each pick your respective doctors? It was kind shotgun. of... Yeah, you did a shotgun. You just call that. You got it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I picked one of the two tallest ones, so... <laughs> I, think yeah, I went with my favourite, so Patrick Troughton was always my favourite I, I, I don't think I've ever seen a male Patrick Troughton cosplay. <laughs> and and yours, is, yours is terrific. You've got the corny, the skirt, everything. I, how, how much trouble did you guys have adapting the costumes um, yeah, to make them feminine? license really so you know as long as it was you had the original themes there you know the, the first the, and the bits and bobs and I think we're all identifiable some are easier to do yeah. than others yeah. I mean yes. it, it depends it's entirely up to personal preference who's picked to go with trousers and who's gone feminine gone with dresses and skirts and things like that but stylistically I think we've managed to make all of them work we weren't going for accuracy we were going for you know if this was an alternate universe and the doctor was a woman what would we look like I, I, I think you've all nailed it completely. Yeah, <laughs> Thank you. They, you are you are each, you know, recognisably your own doctors, uh, distinctively, but just a nice, fresh spin on it as well. So, uh, yeah, well done. Well done. Um, so, how, how are you enjoying the weekend so far? Oh, yeah, loving it. Any any highlights? Oh, I Eve Miles. I, I oh, miles. Like Sylvester McCoy. That was amazing. Oh, yeah. That was, yeah. I have to say, personally, I think uh, the Tony Lee and Dan Bottomwood's com uh, comic workshop was just hilarious. Oh. I was almost crying all after I, I, I missed that one, but I have heard good things. The yeah. Madame Pub Owl was also very, very funny. And the author's Just a Minute. Oh, fantastic. Oh, joining the um, the cosplay competition today or are you just going to be I'll be right back yeah this evening is a whole different okay but you will be there we yeah. are yeah. so will I fantastic looking forward to it ladies thank you very much indeed thank, thank you, you. Thank you. I spoke to the other female doctors earlier today. I missed Doctor Number Six, but here she is. Uh, hello to you. Fantastic costume. Hi. Um, thank you very much. <laughs> uh, so, so, what's your name? Uh, Vicky. Vicky. Hi. Uh, is this your first SMH together? Uh, no, I was actually here at the first one. Okay. Uh, we missed the second one, but we won tickets for the for this one, so we thought we'd come along. Uh, and how does this one compare? Um, it's a there's a lot more people here. Uh, right. The first one was it was quite quiet. It was a bit more intimate. Okay. This is, um, it's almost raucous. <laughs> uh, raucous is the word, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, so been, have you been having fun? Yeah, it's been brilliant. Okay, it looks as if you've been enjoying yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't even have a hangover, so... <laughs> Excellent, that's always a plus. Uh -huh. So what prompted you to come as the sixth doctor? Well, the thing is, when, you, when you're a girl, there's not really an awful lot of female characters in sci-fi that you can really gel with. You know, there tend to be a lot of male costumes and they have the iconic look, especially with Doctor Who. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to be the Doctor, then, and you're a girl, it's it's a little bit different. But what I've done with my costume is just think about what if that Doctor had been a woman. And the kind of things that that, that woman would wear. So I've got the skirt instead of the pants. Yeah. Um, like different shoes, things like that. Um, I, I just think it works. You know, you, there's a bit more leeway yeah. when you're doing a femme doctor because you're not limited by having things exact you know you're not searching for the ideal you can take some creative liberties here. yeah yeah i think so 
it worked remarkably well. I mean, I was telling the other female doctors this afternoon, um, they've changed the costumes quite a lot in some cases, but they've absolutely nailed that single iconic. It's, you look at them, yeah. you know exactly who they are. and They, they capture the essence of, of the doctor's costume. Yeah. Um, but they're all fairly iconic anyway. There's little marks, little things that you can do just to make the costume your own. It's about your own identity as well as that, you know, because you... I think with cosplay, you tend to put the character on like armour. Yeah. And there's that layer between you and the rest of the world. Like, when I put my six costume on, I'm not actually very confident at all. But six is. Yes. Yeah, so I just use that. And times when, you know, the, the sixth doctor gets a lot of flack. Yes. And a lot of people don't like him. I love him. I think he's the best. He, he's the first doctor I remember watching clearly as a child. So, yeah. I, yeah. I, I have a really soft spot for the sixth doctor. <laughs> well, I was born in the 80s, so that was during his tenure. But to, to be honest, he reminds me of this activity mat I had when I was a child. Yeah. You know, it's all those different colours and yeah, textures and all things. The, the patchwork coat. I think that's one of the reasons. I, I identify him. Oh, okay. Is that the reason why you picked the six, Doctor number six? Oh, I, I just love him. I like his attitude. Uh, yeah. so, so what did you think of Colin Baker's Q&A this morning? Um, very, very good, actually. There was, there was some new stuff there. Um, there's, there's some old stuff, was, was, um, which is, but it's always fun. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's always very eloquent. Uh, so you've, you've heard him before, obviously. Yeah, I tend to follow him around, to be honest. Uh, okay. It's got so he recognises me now, which is... Um, in some ways nice, some ways disconcerting. But you're not always wearing the costume, presumably. Or are you? I wear it as many times as possible. Fine. Yeah, I mean, when you put that much effort into something, I really think that, you know, if there's an opportunity to wear it, you should. Yeah, oh no, absolutely, I agree. <laughs> so how long did you spend on the costume? Um, oh, God, I mean, there's a lot of trawling second-hand shops for looking on eBay for the right things. But because there's a lot more leeway, sometimes if you can build the outfit around just one item yeah. I mean obviously I, I had the coat that, that took the most effort that took a long time I was working on that for about like two years something like that finding the right material it's not exact but it'll do yeah it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's close enough I, I, yeah. I, I had to look two or three times before I noticed that there were differences to the actual on screen yeah, I mean, but you've got the little cat badge as well which is a really nice touch yeah um, I actually found that at uh, Collector Mania Milton Keynes about two years ago um, the one I was using previous to that was just not as good, and I just thought that, yes, perfect. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, you look absolutely magnificent, and you're looking very fine this evening as well. Thank you. So, I, th uh, I thought I'd go a bit casual now. <laughs> Excellent. Well, <laughs> one last question for you then. Do you have a favourite Doctor Who story or episode? Uh, yes, controversially. It's one that most people don't like. Um, Which is? It's probably Mark of the Rani. Well, I particularly like Perry's costume in it. Okay. It's very pretty. I think the Doctor shows himself to be the genius we all know he is. Uh, the thing with Six is uh, it's quite evident that he thinks himself a genius. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, he's not afraid to show it. Um, but I'm actually from the northeast, and it was set in Killingworth, which is uh, it was just around the corner from where I was born. So it was all very interesting in the history of the area. Yeah, so I, I just really liked it. It was really good. Thank you very much indeed for talking to us, and uh, well, enjoy the rest of the evening. I'm sure I will. I'm going to get drunk. Yeah, fun. <laughs> <laughs> Bye -bye. Uh, first of all, can I, can I ask you your name? I'm Ben. You're Ben. Hi Ben, thanks for talking to us. Can you tell us a bit about your costume? I've been admiring it uh, all weekend. You look superb. You've gone with the steampunk look. Yes, that's right. Are you playing a particular character or do you have a background for the character you're playing? I'm playing a character of my own creation that I call the, the Bronze Baron. 
Cool. Uh, sort of like a steampunk Red Baron, airship pilot as opposed to a biplane. Right. Uh, hadn't really had much to do with the whole steampunk genre until about five, six weeks ago. You're, you're new to this? Yeah, I'm very new I, to this. I would never have guessed to look at you because it's superb, it really is. I'm very fortunate that uh, my granddad was an engineer in the military right. and um, he's a bit crazy like I am. I did some sketches of what I wanted to look like, took them to him and he was just like, I can do something with that. We went out, raided a load of local skips and whatnot and uh, got the bits of the costume together. And then the rest was eBay. God bless eBay. And uh, yeah, basically uh, the monster was born. I'm loving the mechanical arm with the bike chain attached. Thank you. That's that's a brilliant touch. The original plan was to get it all all the gears moving and cog driven, but having only discovered the genre recently I didn't, really didn't have the time but for six weeks work man this, this is superb this is really thank good thank you very much so, so what prompted you to A, a into cosplay and B into steampunk in particular I was asking my friends what we should dress up as and they said oh let's go steampunk and I was like what the hell's that and I uh, did a bit of google research saw a lot of the uh, American Civil War steampunk stuff uh, a guy called G.D. Fawkes I believe his name is I fell in love with the look uh, of it, and uh, I thought, oh yeah, I could definitely get dressed up as that. And it's only Have sort of since nemesis? the costume's been built, and I've really sort of got into the genre. I bought a lot of literature here at the SFX Weekend, uh, um, based around the steampunk theme. Had a long chat with Robert Rankin about the genre. Um, got complimented on my costume by him, which was amazing. And uh, yeah, really sort of. Looking forward to advancing the costume now. Now that we've got a whole year into the next one, hoping to get the gears working, hoping to do something with the other arm, possibly get an exhaust system coming out the jacket. That would be fantastic. So, so, so you'll be back next year then, you think? Most definitely. Fantastic. Well, I look forward to seeing you then. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you very much indeed, Ben. Let's just hope the jacket doesn't get much heavier. It already weighs a stone. <laughs> well, I bet it does, but uh, excellent. You've heard every compliment they've given you. Thank weekend. you very much, sir. It's pleasure to meet you. I've been speaking to female Doctor Who's today. I've been speaking to cosplayers of all stripes. This is my first time speaking to a TARDIS, though. Can I start by congratulating you on a fantastic TARDIS costume? Uh, can you tell us your name, please? My name's Vicky. Vicky, hi there. How are you doing? And you enjoying the weekend? Yeah, loving it so far. First convention, and um, we're back next year already. Fantastic. Um, there's been a big cosplay contingent today. Doctor Who has been featuring quite heavily. You are the only TARDIS that I've seen. There was another TARDIS today during the day, but she was wearing, she was more of a, a stripped-down TARDIS, just a T-shirt dress, and um, oh, she had she? the like little bevels on a headband like the Daleks have got. Oh, okay. that, that was very cool as well. There have been sort of there have been photos of TARDIS dresses and things circulating on the internet. But for, for, for a little while now, but you've gone the whole hog, haven't you? You've got you've got the hat with the flashing lamp on the top, which I love. That's a brilliant. I've got the geeky details. Yeah, you've got the scarf with Bad Wolf, you've got the name tag that says Hello my name is sexy. And you've just given me a TARDIS in flight safety flyer as well, which I'm taking home with me because it's brilliant. <laughs> what prompted you to do this? What, what was the idea behind it? 
I'd kind of come to an impasse and I didn't know what I was doing for a costume and I'd always wanted to do a TARDIS dress. All the ones I'd seen before had either been a steampunk style or the very 50s dresses with the puffy out skirts and uh, yeah. I'd seen one where somebody had done a console on one of those skirts. Oh really? So I literally went to the January sales and bought the first blue dress that was on sale and when I got it home, the style of it straight away was like your 1960s, 1950s air stewardess and I thought of the little scarf first and the white gloves. You thought the gloves, yeah. And I was like, TARDIS air, that's fantastic. It's a fantastic concept, <laughs> it works My favourite bits are the hat, the copper pill, it's an actual vintage um, air stewardess hat. Oh, it's a, it's a genuine article. Yeah, I've destroyed it by gluing it, but never mind. It looks better than now <laughs> than it ever did before. Um, so yeah, and once I started getting going with it, it was all the little details that came in, like the TARDIS key. Um, I did have a TARDIS sound effect thing that we took out of a birthday card to hide in my glove, but I left it back in the flat. Oh, no, never mind. Maybe next year. Yeah, yeah definitely. That's it. So... What, what's the next step for you cosplay-wise? Are you going to stick with the TARDIS Air theme or are you going to um, expand? I don't know. i definitely give myself more time next year to do something. I'd like to do something else in the Doctor Who range. The one console-style dress that I saw, I absolutely love, but that would be a long, long term. Lots of it, um, research on that. Like uh, The longest thing that took the time on this dress was finding the right fonts for the signs. Oh, yes, because you, you've got the police telephone free-for-public-use sign down there. It's looking terrific. And, and the band on your hat as well. For well, just trying to, I, I, once I started doing that, I knew it had to be correct. So Because if you come to something like this, this is the place that someone's going to spot if you've got something wrong. And I didn't want to get in that situation, so it had to be the right stuff. Well, you look spectacular. Have you been, have you been drawing compliments? Because you seem to have had quite a crowd um, around you this evening. It's great. I said to myself before I came, if somebody asked for my photo, I'd be so pleased. And I've been stopped for about 20, 30 photos, and I'm loving it. Brilliant. Excellent. Well, oh, thank it. you very much. Um, and well, enjoy the rest of your evening. We, I will do. You too. Yeah, thank you. We hope to see you next year. Yes, already sort of touching it would you go again i would yes no by by the saturday night we decided that uh, the whole weekend had redeemed itself to such an extent that we would definitely be going back next year it, it ended triumphantly fantastic guests fantastic organization on the saturday we had the two hollies from red dwarf there introducing an episode craig charles was the dj for saturday oh, okay. night they had, yeah, he seems to DJ a few events, actually. He's meant yeah, to be very good. He, he was really good. I'm not a big fan of, of dance music, but the sheer atmosphere in the place. that That's what really lifted this above my expectations, actually. There was such a friendly, convivial atmosphere. Everyone was so ready to talk to one another. And yeah, you meet the most to... amazing... I've met the most bizarre people just mm. purely because they were in Harry Potter cosplay outfits. Absolutely. So yeah. you just... And it's... anyone will literally talk to anyone. It is... All events that I've been to. You can't that. take yourself seriously when you're dressed um, as Optimus Prime, but it's all made out of beer boxes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cor- Corona beer boxes. It's fantastic. I met some lovely, Amazing. lovely people. And some really interesting people who'd spent such time and put so much imagination in, and effort into their costumes. And we've heard some of them speak already, but uh, there were there were a hundred more mm. where they came from. And it was, it was just lovely. It really was. Excellent. It was, uh, we, we, I think we all felt like one big happy family by, by the end of it. <laughs> well, hope, hopefully next year we can take the whole team along. Yeah, we'll all go. <laughs> that would be terrific, yes. Well, I suppose we you know, we might plan it a bit earlier in advance. We'll know about it, won't we? Because they... Bring you into Warners. Yes. That's all I can say. <laughs> yeah. Is is that the place it's always been held? or is it? No, it was held in Camber Sands, um, which is another Pontin site. 
for the first two years, and everyone was saying how much nicer the, the facilities at Pristatin uh, were. So, oh. so heaven only knows what Camp Sands <laughs> was like. It must have been like the apocalypse had come and gone. <laughs> so we'll keep an eye out for the uh, the next one. Yes, absolutely. In the meantime, I'll keep reading SFX, <laughs> which the latest copy, if anyone has it, has um, Martin Freeman as the Hobbit on the front, from the Hobbit on the front. Excellent. Uh, thank you for all that excellent coverage, Peter. Well, thank you. It was my pleasure. <laughs> yes, keep listening as we release the various Q&As over the next few weeks, uh, and we'll have plenty more uh, stuff coming up. In... And if any of you guys went to the SFX weekend, yes. a, a big hello and, and another big thank you to everyone who stopped and talked to me. You really did make the weekend a pleasure. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Impossible Podcast. For more Doctor Who commentaries, plus other science fiction and fantasy reviews and discussions, please visit our website, impossiblepodcasts.blogspot.com, or search for us on iTunes. We'd love to hear from you. Please follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, or email us via impossiblepodcasts at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.